Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, trespassers, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Pinto is the master of sneak, Raoul learns how to fly, and Squash loses his place. Despite the sneakiest of the team successfully making their way through the various traps, getting to the vault level came at a great cost. With Squash missing, Pinto and Raoul are stepping into the unknown without a guide. How much further into the vaults are the Dathra dear parents? Are Dayton and the Chalice just illusions born of fear? And where, within this existence, is Squash? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. Pintor's eyes go wide and he's just like I'm gonna look everywhere I possibly can on the wall around me to see if there's maybe something hidden like a hidden rock or like anything that could possibly pop out I'm I'm gonna do the honesty thing here his natural perception was 26 there is no button no lever no thing here that you can press or is mechanical that will stop this magical spell your natural eyes do not see what will prevent this judging from the one that I know that only did electric damage I'll go with yellow (laughs) okay I need you to make a dexterity saving throw please 20 Alright. You jump through, and again, like that fraction of a second is just too short for anyone to just bamf their way through. Um, and what would have been 33 lightning damage, you only take 16 lightning damage. Cool. I'll use my evasion and take none of it. Fair point. All right, that fraction of a second is inhuman, but you're an elf, so you just dive through it. Um, oh, don't fuck. I? Hmm. Monks have evasions mm-hmm. too. Does Monk have that thing where you don't uh-huh. take half damage? Evasion. Yeah, I do, do have, have evasion. evasion. Oh. All right, then you also jump through with no care in the world. 
you don't take that 50 damage. <laughs> it's it's just a little tingle in the end of your tail, and you're like, ooh. Not good. <laughs> okay. I am going to make a con save, though, because Squash disappeared. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely fair. You had taken one of your pouches, so you yes, have advantage. It's, wa- it's wasted now. I know, but it's worth at this point. <sighs> It's a 22, I'm fine. But my yeah. power is gone. The squash has disappeared, but it's not... Uh, there are bigger things going on. You guys find yourself... Oh my god, there are so many things going through my brain right now. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, I'm not done? making this any easier. I'm sorry. I already designed this for six people and there's only three of you here, so okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, there's just two of them. Now. <laughs> Quite for the peanut gallery, you're in a different plane of existence. <laughs> okay. Um Jesus effing Christ. Sir, I need a minute. Um <laughs> Okay. You've jumped through to this corridor. The air is cold and dead. Everything here is like a dread sense in the back of your neck. You can feel like the hairs up on the back of your neck. This this place is no good. I need you both to take a wisdom saving throw, please. Natural one. A 16. Okay. On a 16, that feeling of cold dread, you manage to somehow just put it to the back of your mind. It's not an itch. It's there. But you can kind of ignore it. You're here for a definite purpose. And this purpose is very, well, as you'd expect, very personal to you. Ralph, however, on the other side. This place is terrifying. This place is cold. This place feels and smells like the stench of many corpses. To you, this place is utter fear. This place is frightening. This place is messing with your perception of what things are and how things sound. I'm not going to tell you what this does, but it only has one effect. Okay. Raul is very scared. You have now, a I have that monk thing. Does that... Uh, what is, are what, you what immune thing to fear effects? Yeah. Oh, then you don't give a fuck either. <laughs> I get scared immediately. I have to realize there's something <laughs> wrong, so I get scared uh, Yes, you would realize that there's yeah. something oh, wrong God. immediately. Oh, no. You would know something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like you've so got I'll, to end I'll it, make like... another con save if you'd like. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's okay. There is a corridor. You guys are in a corridor. It goes in one direction and it goes in the other direction behind you. I guess we go very, very carefully following what squash what would squash do? Squash would want us... Don't you dare answer. <laughs> <laughs> he would want us to keep going. Just be I'm careful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap tiles and investigate yeah. and all that nonsense. Okay. This is very important. Are you going left or are you going right? This is determined what you're gonna come up against first. Where do you want to go? Okay. You guys decide to turn right. You... I need you guys to make a perception check for me. 
24. 10. On a 24, it would become very easy to get disorientated in here. The corridors almost look exactly the same. They twist and turn the same way. Like you could easily, very easily get lost and discombobulated and end up back where you were. But you're 24. Yeah, you're good. You're okay. You can hear the sounds of like mechanical movement behind you, like moving of gears, the the swishing of cloaks, but that's behind you. That's off in the distance. Ahead of you, you can hear this very almost heavenly whistling melody. It's pretty, but it's sad. And it's permeating everything around you. Um, You feel very drawn to it. And it's almost as if when you get to a turning and you look one way and look the other and your head twists, you can tell where it's getting louder. And on your 24, you feel like it's calling you. Do you want to go towards the sound? No. Okay. You take the other path. You take the other path and you keep walking. You keep twisting and turning back on yourself, but this side, you end up back at the start. So going right, turning back to the other way got us back to the beginning. And that was going left at the start? You guys went right, you followed the sound, and you decided not to go towards the sound. Not going towards the sound ended you right back at the start. Okay. Let's try going left. Okay, I look at my other seven notes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys head left. That sound of the mechanical whirring and clinking and the swishing of cloaks gets louder in this direction. You keep following the path. Do you want to head towards the clinking sounds? Sorry, do you want to head towards where there are more clinking and swishing sounds? Or the direction where there are less? What do you think, Ro? Do I hear them? Uh, now he's pointed them out, yes. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about... I don't know. We could try to be sneaky and see what the noise is. Alright. Maybe the sound will help us be stealthy. True. Alright. Let's go. We'll go where it's louder. As you turn the corridor, you see ahead of you two tall guards they are covered head to toe in what looks like plate armor carrying long swords they have a little red floofy flowery thing uh feathers uh, coming out the top of their helm (laughs) quite i don't know what they're called (laughs) that's the word plume be quiet um there's a red plume coming out of their helmets at the top Upon this, upon these two pleated creatures, humanoids, you can't see any flesh yet, by the way. There is a heavy purple cloak with long purplish 
sleeves that billow and what looks like smoke coming out from under the hood. At the end of this corridor, you see a door. This door has... It's made of wood and there are bars. I need to make a perception check for this person. As you guys are making your way there and you see this, as you just turn the corridor, it's just there in front of you. Nipped falls off of your arm, slides along the corridor, and you see a woman's arm shoot out from between the bars and Nip slithers up and wraps around her wrist. As you see the face of your mother. What do you want to do? I'll pull Ral back behind um, the door and I'll say, so that's my mom. Okay. Um, Well, I'm sure she's going to hate me. (laughs) Not if I have anything to say about it. How do you expect we... uh... Let me think, let me think. Uh, There's only two things I can think of. One, we head in straight in. We fight. Two, we distract them somehow, get them to leave their post, slip in, and get them out. Can I look them over and analyze how capable they are at defending themselves and attacking and such as a fighter? Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell any magical spells or anything they have, but like, take a, can I tell how nasty these guys are? Yeah, take a take a investigation check. Sure, probably get natural Two. twenty anyway. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, shoot. Um. Well, let's enter non-hostily first Um, and if we have to run we have to run hopefully Um, we can avoid a fight right but um if it does come to that uh and you have the chance to get the door open uh you should run and I'll hold them back I'm not going to leave you behind. Either we all go or we don't. all don't. That's what this is. We'll figure it out as we go. All right. Let's give it a shot. Okay. So I just get this plan succinctly in my mind. <laughs> you got to go around the corner. We're going to sneak in. and going to try and sneak past two guards. Which are standing by the door with your mother. <laughs> Open the door, get her out, and if all else fails, you're gonna run. Ah, uh, hold on. If we get into trouble, um, hold on. Uh, do you think you could get that door open? Yeah, as long as I can get over there and get a shot at it. You don't think we need a key from them or anything? Potentially, but I could also pick the lock. Um, because I could, uh, 
lead them down a little ways and act like I'm running and then get in a fight in the maze and then I can escape to the stalking plane and lose them letting you guys get out before they make their way back here to the door would that 100% work? no but with anything else <laughs> if I get hit I can go to the stalking plane I'll have to take a hit but I could lose them probably and alright well I can try and or we could fight them um, I can try and stay stealthy out here if you want to walk in non-hostily Okay, let's figure it out as we go. You stay here. Okay. And Rawl rounds the corner and quietly uh, approaches. Uh, as you, how close are you going to try and get to them? Um, he's going very slowly, and if they move, he stops. Uh, he's going to not- go around the edges of the room, kind of, as much yeah. as he can. As soon as you kind of like step into view properly right, and yeah. start trying to sneakily make your way, both of their heads whip and so do their cloaks just slightly slower and look in your direction. They have their hands on their weapons. Um, hi. <laughs> they don't respond. Okay. Let me check. Let me check. Uh, the two uh, plated dudes just give you a nod. Um, we need uh, to get the prisoners out of there. Um, is that okay? <laughs> no. No. Um. Shit, I don't have a lot. I'm just gonna have to start a fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Solid um. Okay. Raw runs up and he's going to. As soon as you get within 10 feet of it, it raises its weapon and attacks you. Okay. I'm going to uh, run away right. convincingly. <laughs> you basically like, no, 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 and like run away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they still get to make their attack, yeah, so. Okay. For a 17 versus your armor class. Uh, no. Okay, it misses. You want them to chase you? <laughs> yes. Oh, this sucks. Take a... <laughs> I want to say persuasion rule. Performance. Yes, we'll go performance. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> do, 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 23. <laughs> okay, they're off after you. Um, what is your movement speed? 45. And if I need to use key points to give myself a little bit of a lead, I can. Okay, uh, you won't need your key points to do that. Um, dash. 
these two creatures. I try to make it convincing, though, with my performance. I'm like, with your performance, and running a little bit slower than 45. You just, start like just turning to, backwards and yeah, running a little to bit. Yeah, buy them a, um, as much time as I can um, these, in the maze. Uh, yeah, these two creatures begin to take off after you. Your speed is so much that they can't actually catch you, um, and you stay out of their range. Uh, their range is ten feet, but your movement speed is more than that plus their <laughs> like movement speed. So you can easily keep them on the run. And we can say with your performance, yeah, you can draw them both away. Yeah, you go for a bit of a run. I need to know roughly your direction, where you're heading to. I'm going to go essentially follow our footsteps. And if I get back to the beginning of the maze, I'll keep going down the other way and okay. then turn left on purpose uh, away from the noise that, you know, we heard. Yeah. I'm going to go exactly the way around the other way, too, so that it okay. loops um, around. And hopefully case, at some point I will lose them over there by where we heard the um, yeah. shit on okay. the right hand side. When we turned right, when we heard the whistling, I'll lose them over mm-hmm. there where we heard the whistling okay. to give us as mu- much range case, as possible. I need you to roll a deception check. Okay. Just to, like, deceive them into going the wrong way. It's not difficult. Oh, it's more difficult than in that one, though. Oh, boy. Anyone have any inspiration they want to give him? I give him luck. I don't have inspiration, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that performance gonna, didn't do anything. No, Ral, no. I've already let you get away with so much. <laughs> um, you, you keep running them on a merry chase. They don't ever seem to stop following you. I mean, you could outpace them, but you want to keep them away from Pintor. Um, Okay, Pintor, you get to... I will bolt in. Yep, you wait till uh, this farce leaves (laughs) and you get to a door. Um, Yeah. Uh, As you get to the door, you see your mother's face. Uh, She's very... um, She's very thin and gaunt. It looks like she hasn't eaten properly or drunk very much. Uh, her lips are kind of cracked and parched. Um, her hands are very grubby. Her uh, attire is worse for worse, put it like that. Um, and she's holding onto the bars as she sees you arrive. And she has a smile that only a mother can give to a child. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, immediately go to the... Um, I'm assuming the door is locked or I'm trying to look at the door. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and lockpick the door. Uh, so I gave myself okay. thieves tools proficiency. Yes. Sure. 22. That'll do it. Yeah. You put the lockpick in, you give it a bit of a wiggle, a bit of a move, and then you hear that happy little click noise and the door is open. As soon as the door opens, your mother is basically hugging you very tightly. A very quick glance around reveals that your father is not in this cell. But there is something else you notice. It's been a few months since you've seen your mother. She certainly wasn't pregnant when you saw her last. I'll address that later. We gotta get the hell out of here. (laughs) And we gotta find dad. (laughs) I'm gonna put that on my deal with later list. Moving on. (laughs) Your mother is with you. Um, She gives you a huge hug. Um, 
nipped is in the correct place back on her wrist. Um, and she looks at you with like those big eyes and she says, thank you. You can thank me later. Let's get you out of here first. Okay. Do you know where dad is? Uh, she nods and she points in the direction to where you heard less clinking, clanking sounds. And she says, I don't know how many guards he has. All right. Let me go get my friend back. Let's get you somewhere stowed away and safe. Do you have a bow? Yes. She reaches out for the bow. I'll give her my short bow and my quiver. Um, she takes them. She's very thin, very wasted away. Um, I'll also give her some rations. She very happily eats them. Uh, <laughs> she looks a bit green from having eaten something apparently nice in a while, even though it's only rations. But she does eat them very quietly and very stealthily. Um, but yeah, she she follows you over to where uh, you heard those less clanking sounds. And there is another cell and there's another setup almost identical to the one outside your mother's, except there was only a single guard here. Okay. I'll look back towards my mother and say, Mom, I'm going to need you to defend me from the back. Stay back here. I'm going to walk in. You've got it. I will enter the room. Okay. Uh, again, as soon as the guards see you, uh, the guard sees you, they turn and look in your direction. Their hand is on their weapon. I will say, is there any way that you will let me open that door behind you? Yes. What is it? Ever my broken remains. So be it. I draw my rapier. Okay. <laughs> as soon as you draw your rapier, your mother lets go of a bow of an arrow. Alright. Yeah, let's say that that's 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 surprise round. She'll get at least a shot off. Alright. She pulls out her bow and she lets loose. Alright. Now. Let's hope your mother didn't inherit the death of deer inability to shoot a bow. Hopefully that's from dad. Hopefully that's from your father's <laughs> side. Yeah. It is in fact from your father's side. Yeah. Go mom. All right. Um, let me just double check stats on a, uh, what kind of bow did you have? Long or short? Uh, short bow. So 1d6. Okay, let me get the six out for her. Oh, oh, max damage. I'm so happy. Okay. Um, she pulls out a very quick 11 damage on this motherfucking thing. Um, she pulls out 11 damage. Uh, she goes straight through its plate armor. And that now only has that amount of hit points left. All right. I guess we need initiative. All right. Uh, Mom didn't do so well in initiative. That's uh, a 20 for initiative. It's initiative. Oh, it did worse than mom, so. Uh, yeah. And let's do initiative for the other thing. Other thing? I don't like the sound of that. Alright. Top of the round is Pintle. Alright, I'm going to close the gap and I'm going to attack him with my rapier. Soon as you get into range, it takes an opportunity attack. Okay. For 12 versus your armor class. That's a miss. Nah, fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All 
right, and I'll attack with my rapier. Okay. 25 to hit. Oh, that hits. And 25 piercing damage. You get sneak because you're one of those weird kind of rogues. Because I am a swashbuckler. All right, let's see if it can get through that, if it does anything with that. Nope, that's that's totally good. Um, you put your rapier in the right place and you manage to ping a couple of like layers of its arm of it of the plates away. Um, so it looks super not good. Uh, then as my I'm gonna as my bonus action I'll try and stab him with my dagger. Okay, sure. <laughs> Twenty four to hit. That, that hits. That's going to be six piercing damage. I hate life. All right. Uh, okay. And that's it for me. It's looking chunked. <laughs> it's looking unpleasant. All right. It is now the empty cloaks go. What it is going to do is... It's going to do a longsword attack. What it does is it reaches out and you see this blade of ethereal smoke reach out from the uh the kind of arm almost duplicating the sword that the uh plate creature has and attacks you with it for 17 versus your armor class that's a hit all right this kind of dice and you take 10 damage 10 slashing damage I'll use my uncanny dodge and take five. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it's now Mom's go. Mom doesn't like this big gear forged Templar thing that's standing in front of her. <laughs> she hits on a 23. Nice. <laughs> Your mom is kicking the shit out of stuff, man. Mom's a badass. Yeah. Uh, she does six damage and her second attack. is a fail that's okay it's her first failure she can have this she's been like stuck in a prison for a while like you know um... okay yeah the big gear forge thing is looking not good right now it's uh it's now yeah the gear forge go uh it pulls out its sword and it will attack you with multi-attack all right. Um, it slashes down at your shoulder for a 22 versus your armor class. That's a hit. It pulls back and it stabs you in the gut. Ow. For a 14 versus your armor class. That's a miss. Okay, excellent. And it tries to uppercut with a natural 20. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's a hit. All right. All right. Um, Should have saved that. Uh, it's okay. It's okay, man. It's okay. That's its damage. Okay. For 29 slashing Ooh, damage in okay. total. Um. Shoo, shoo. No, it won't do that. It'll do that next time. <laughs> All right. Top of the round. All right. Pintor's not looking too great. Um. Pintor is going to disengage. Okay. And slip around the back of the big Templar dude so that it is only yep. him and the Templar uh, uh, the gonna... cloak is on the Templar oh it's on the Templar yes oh, okay then I don't have to do that um, 
then yeah, I'll attack the Templar again. Okay. Uh, with my rapier, I'm going to use my rapier pin that was gifted to me by Queen Marina. Yes. And I'm going to reroll my attack as the rapier pin that I have kind of like shifts and clicks mm-hmm. and kind of helps like resonates the sound that helps guide my rapier a little bit better, hopefully. Yeah, it's like a weird little vibrating sound and your arm just like jolts in a direction. <laughs> 21 to hit. Yes, that hits. And that's going to oh, be 20, wait. 28 piercing. Oh. Wait, wait. Uh-oh. Uh, it uses its reaction and parries, raising its AC by three. So you don't hit. I use a luck point. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Hopefully to get better. Huh. Nope, that's worse. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you don't hit with that attack, I'm afraid. Uh, then I will disengage, and I will step out of the room. Okay. Uh, solid plan. Um, the cloak. I think that's its go next, right? Yeah, cloak. The cloak does its ranged weapon attack. Since you are now out of range. Um, it flies up an hour away from the Gearforged Templar and it moves itself so it can see you. It's now floating a little distance up in the air. Still within hitting range, but not like on the ground. Um, and it's going to attempt to hit you with something called Shadow Snare. All right. It fucked up. It didn't do that. Okay. It's now Mom's going. She hits because the thing already used its reaction. Uh, she's shooting at the Templar. Um, cool. You already used its reaction, so it couldn't stop her hit. And she hits it for eight damage. God, your mum is a beast. She's pretty great. Uh, this this uh, Warforged thing is... Uh, sorry, this Gearforged thing is looking a little peaky right now. Um, and it's going to come crashing forward to try and attack Pintor. It doesn't. Nice. <laughs> oh, but it has multi-attack. Crap. First one misses on a 12. The next one's a natural one. Nice. And the next one is a 27. I'm going to use the luck point and have me roll that. The next one is a 19. Damn it, that still hits. Fuck yeah. One of these. Uh, four, 13 piercing damage. <sighs> Okay. Sorry, slashing damage, my bad. <laughs> it's a sword, not a javelin. <laughs> my bad. Um, uh, is that the bottom of the round? I think so, yeah. At this point, Raoul, you have made it back. Okay, have I lost the other two? Yes. Okay. Uh, you can roll... Um, basically, I just wanted to tell me whether you'd be here at the beginning of the fight or the end of it. Um you need to roll initiative and put yourself into the order. 19. 19. Uh, okay, you're after Pintor then. I can't be bothered to move everything on roll 20. Um, so yeah, you'll be after Pintor. All right, top of the round, Pintor. Okay. Uh, I will make another attack on this guy. All right, he's now alone. I don't know if that helps. There's none of his companions in five foot range. 20 order. to hit. That would hit. He's going to parry. Again. Um, 
I'm gonna use my last luck point. Try another attack. Okay. Hopefully it hits. 21. Still not enough. Nah. Nope. That's it. I will disengage right. again and step back. Uh, okay. You step back almost into Ral. Oh. What does Ral do? I am going to run and punch. Okay. Which one are you running and punching? I'm going to jump in and kick in the air. The, uh, not the cape one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Roll, roll your attacks then, my dude. You fought things very similar to this before, so. 23. That super hits. For six damage. Yes. Natural 20 for 12. All right. How would you kill it? I, I jump forward and do the thing that I said I did with the kick in the air. And when I kick it, um, Hold on, I'm trying to think of physics. That's the hardest thing of like playing a monk. It's magic fuck physics. Yeah. <laughs> uh when he when he impacts the chest and doesn't kill it, he shifts his weight into another kind of jump with his feet on the thing's chest and then does a backflip and his foot comes up in the backflip and hits him right in the chin and pops his head off. That's effing perfect. As you like kick its head off, like you see a couple of these springs and a couple of these gears are like pop out and go spinning around in circles everywhere. Um, cool, you came in and kill stole. This is amazing. Um, kill steel XP. Well, ten now. You still have like fuck you. You, no, <laughs> you still have like two punches left, right? I do. If you use you flurry, if I use yeah, a cape, there's sure. a cape there. Well, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna fight the other thing as much as I can then. All right, cool. Uh. 13 to hit. I will. That hits. Okay. Six six damage. It's a cape, dude. (laughs) Okay. Six damage. Cool. Um, Hang on. Let me double check the damage resistances and whatnot here. I have magic fists. Yeah. Yeah, you have magic fists. Fuck Mm. you. (laughs) (laughs) And I will use a key point to hit again. Okay. 16 to hit for 7 damage. Yes, so that's 13 in total. Yeah. Alright, so like out of fucking nowhere, Ral just comes in and beats the crap out of something and then propels the beating into the uh, the cloak. Um, uh, I think it's the cloak's go yep. now. Yes. Um, the cloak doesn't appreciate this, Ral, um, and it's going to try and uh, longsword, fake longsword attack you. Four, a 12 to armor class. No. No. For a 24 versus armor. Oh, damn, yeah. Yes! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, and that is uh, the kind of fake longsword thing, just like cuts across roughly where your throat is for six slashing damage. Okay. Uh, that takes away some of my temporary. Oh. It does. But my, my touch of death thing just went off. So whenever I reduce a creature within five feet of me to zero hit points, I gain temporary hit points equal to my wisdom modifier plus monk Ooh. level, which is more than sure. 10. So That's I fine. think I have 12 now, meaning I just lost, you said six? Yes. 
cool. They they wouldn't ordinarily stack. I still have six. Um, but you guys had a really good day at the well, spa. Well, it, it didn't it didn't stack right <laughs> because it it, it didn't it stack, stack because there. it was ten yeah. and uh, just because the temporary HP that happened just now was more that happens yeah. right. So I would yeah. have. Right, that's how that would work. It, it's it, it would like normally when you get new set of temporary hit points. I think they re basically take I the place so, of the yeah. old ones. Yeah, well, that's what um, happened. The new ones were a greater number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there six. Nice. Yeah, there are six. Sure. Cool. All right. Uh, okay, it's now Mama. See, just go. Um, let's go, Mom. Uh, she hits on a twenty-three, and she very quickly, rapidly shoots again on a fourteen. Um. I feel that that one was unfair because this is just a cloak. <laughs> maximum damage. Oh, a maximum damage. Uh, nice. All right, she does like 20 points of damage. Hell yeah. Yeah, go mom. Um, this cloak is looking torn to shreds. Um, it's not looking pretty anymore. It's, it's not good. Um, all right, Pintor. Uh, I'm going to throw a dagger at him. Okay. Does it have to be a... No. Okay, cool. It does get sneak attack. Ha! 20 to hit. 25 piercing damage. It hits. Your dagger goes flying through the air, and it kind of, like, grabs the front of the robe and begins to rip it, and goes into the back of it and rips the hood. And as it's spinning and churning, like, spinning through the air, it just grabs more of the robe and just rips it into shreds. And the smoke kind of just dissipates out of it, and you have killed the Templar on the empty cloak. Cool. Uh, Pintor coughs up a lot of blood. <laughs> uh, your mum reaches over, and she casts Cure Wounds. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mom. Uh, for six hit points. <laughs> it's all she could give you right now, okay? Hey, anything is better than what I had. Cool. I will walk into the room with mm-hmm. my dad. Uh, he is within his little prison cell. Cool. I'm going to pick the lock on the door. Okay. Go for it. 15. You try to lock pick and just hear a clunk. It's not <sighs> open. Uh, do I see a key on the Templar? Uh, you can do... No, you'd find it fairly easily. Yes, there is a key on the Templar. Cool. Yank it. Yep. I'll walk over to the door and twist it and pull it open. <laughs> uh, your dad looks in a very much uh, a terrible state. Um, his clothing is utterly ruined. His hair is a complete mess. He looks like he's sustained more than his fair fair share of damage. He looks like he has been fairly recently beaten the snot out of um, and has been for weeks. Um, he can barely see. His eyes are so puffed up. Um, but he kind of like looks over in the rough direction of where your mother is. And he kind of gets like a half-cracked smile. And he he kind of looks up at where you are realizing that you're not his wife he sees your hair recognizes it to be you he leans on you heavily Um, okay I need to know your rough plans are you guys planning on going straight out and coming back later or are you going to try and get the chalice while you're here well I look at Raul, I'm like, I'm in rough shape. <laughs> yeah, uh, his parents don't look much better. 
We can come back. Okay. Hopefully they don't uh, raise security again overnight. Hopefully. Um, but we will come back as soon as we know it is safe. Okay. We have to figure out, maybe we can talk to Demi about what happened with Squash. She can fix that. Information right now might be just as important as the chalice, so we should get out of here alive. True. I agree. Okay. Rawls like avoiding eye contact <laughs> with uh, mom and dad. Yes, as you would quite expect. Um, uh, as soon as like he's vaguely back on his feet, um, your father goes over to your mother and puts his arms around her and they just hold each other quietly and you see his hands like move to uh, and crack open us crack a smile when he he realizes and feels that his future child is still there um and they very slowly and very quietly make their way after you guys i need you guys to roll a stealth check for me oh 22 all the times natural one with an 11 you don't have luck i used my last one. Oh boy yeah. Okay. You guys make it back to the entrance. And as you do so, you see two metallic figures with cloaks clunking their way towards you. Your choice is fight or jump through the portal. The color changing portal? Yes. If you just Mm. want to jump, we'll randomly roll to determine which color you get. But if you're going to wait, there's a chance you're going to get attacked. (laughs) I'll hold them off and that will give them enough time to make a jump because I still have okay XP so or XP fuck me uh (laughs) HP you are beaten up uh, hopefully Uh, I get some XP after this but uh I'm gonna hold them off until they're through and then I'll jump through so they can pick and choose I'm going to give you inspiration since you are being uh, the big badass hero. Um, like light shines upon you. No, like you just get inspiration. All right. Um, Pintor, these are your parents. I'm going to have you roll d20s for their jumps. When are you trying to time them through? Uh, well, we can't really see the gems from this side, can we? Uh, no, but I'm going to say you could probably remember the order. Like, okay. Um, it's the rainbow. Maybe someone should try to shoot one of the gems the with an arrow. You could probably try it on the other side, but I'll have I'll try and time it with yellow again. Okay. Um, let's say you push Daddy through first. All right. Uh, so just a d20 roll. Yep, please. And I'll add his dexterity to it. A natural twenty. <laughs> oh, Dad. Your father will be proud. <laughs> I'm going to say you literally push them through because um, yeah. they don't know what they're looking for. All right. Uh, rather than taking the 34 lightning damage because he saved, um, he does not take that. He takes 17 lightning damage. Now let's see if he's still conscious. Your dad jumps through, and 
he kind of opens his eyes a little bit. He's covered in a little smoke, a little bit of charred blackness, but he's conscious of one hit point. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. Goodness. Oh yeah. Uh, I love life sometimes. All right. Should have brought someone that could heal. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Should have, would have, could have, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's Daddy Dearest. Um, I need you to make the same roll again for your mother. <laughs> Mom got a natural one. 20 to one. <sighs> oh, my God. Okay. You time this on electrocution again. <sighs> yeah. You push your mother through. You think you had it. But that fraction of a second, you're trying not to hurt her. But it just goes wrong. And you electrocute her for 42 damage. Oh, holy your shit. Your mom is like super unconscious. Um, <laughs> your dad catches her, as you would expect. Um, yeah, I'm going to roll him a chance to stabilize her. And I'm going to give him inspiration because... No, I'm not. Fucking. I need someone to die. Oh, a natural 20. She's fine. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. You see her. You see him, like, reach down, like, grab her. She's very still and he kisses her. Um, does, like, the, the breath of life thing. And she kind of, like, takes a bit of a breath in. And her eyes shutter open, uh, flutter open. And they look across to you. Um, if you're jumping through, are you going to try and time it for yellow again? I'm going to do a quick turnaround towards Rawl. And I'm going to throw a dagger straight at the uh, guy he's confronting. Okay. Take the attack roll. 24 to hit. Okay. That hits. That's 16 piercing damage. All right. Um, you see this dagger like shunk into the chest. Um, okay. Cool. That was, that's, that's that go. Um, Raoul, you are pretty much face to face with these fucks now. Um, yeah. I'm going to... Okay. It's up to you, like, um, we'll keep the same initiative order. we we'll say that was like the sneak round or whatever you want to call it. Um, so Pinto, it's the top of the rounds. Okay. Uh, I... I don't want to leave Raul behind. Well, once you go, I can go. <laughs> You're like, Raul, I don't want to leave you. Then go! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Get I'll jump through. Because <laughs> I don't... I If they enter the room, I think they're pretty slow. So... We All might right, be good. Alright, make Once a dexterity saving throw, please. Continue running a little bit better. 17. So many dice. You jump through because you fail. You take 42 lightning damage. Even with evasion, I'm at zero. Okay. You jump through. There's a moment of where your body just like is completely stationary, vibrates, and you pff, land on the other side. Ralph. I'm going to run through as long as it's not purple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to randomly roll for this? Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. That's fine. Okay. All They're right. all bad. They're all fucking oh. bad. It's They're all just bad. get to the make other a, side, and if you fuck up, just deal with it. That's what yeah, this make is. A, so. Make a dexterity saving throw. Let's just let's just rip the band-aid off. Fourteen. Ooh. All right, Neil, I want you to roll a D eight, please. 
if you get an eight, it's super bad for you, by the way. Shit. Don't, don't get an eight. Is that don't purple? Uh, eight is you take two rays. <laughs> yeah, don't so don't roll eight. an eight. Don't roll an eight. Five. Five. Okay. It's got to be acid. Okay. Um, you jump through the thing. You failed at your dexterity. All right. You take 48 cold damage. Okay. Busting out my calculator. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Remember, but, with uh, donation, you take half damage. Oh yeah, half damage. Yes. So you should be taking so 24 take cold 24, damage. 24 cold oh. damage. Yes. So you only take 18 because you had those six temporary hit yes. Okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything is okay. <laughs> this is um, fun. This is great. All right, Pintor, top of the round. Steph, saving throw, please. Your parents are, I'm gonna gonna rule, useless right now. They're both at one hit point mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. have nearly died, so. 11, so success. That's a success. Raul, is there anything you want to try and do to help your buddy Pintor out, or is there nothing you can do? Um, I can try to stable, stabilize him. Uh, take a medicine check. Yeah, I'm gonna hold uh any wounds closed and if there's anything profusely bleeding i'll slip uh just a tiny bit of acid on it to cauterize it up okay go for it um where is it oh 18 i think that's a success i think 15 is a success on stabilizing uh, stabilize a creature best way to save a creature is to heal it healing is unavailable the creature can at least be stabilized so that it isn't killed by a failed death saving throw you can use your action to administer First aid to an unconscious creature and attempt to stabilize it, which requires a successful DC 10 wisdom medicine check. Yep, then your Stable creatures doesn't make death saves. Mm. They're at zero hit points. All right, you're at zero hit points. I need you to roll a hey. d4, please. Me? Yes. D4. Boop. Two. You are unconscious for two hours. Okay. In the world of Bikram, there are very few planes of existence. There is the sentinel plane, which is above everything. There is the physical plane, which is what you are all on. There's a stalking plane where you temporarily go to when you die and where most things like bags of holding go to, where you shift to if you decide to do any weird phasing bullshit. There is Cicero, where souls and spirits mingle and perhaps become celestials themselves there is also the other place Bellum. this is where all the demons are formed this is where spirits who decide to spend the rest of their eternity fighting go to to defend the rest of us from the demons breaking through i need you to roll a 1d5 please oh boy that's not a very nice thing to ask me to do. For his reference, uh, I have written down numbers one to five, and they will tell him where he teleports to. All right, uh, D5 is not a standard thing, so let's- Just go forward slash roll 1D5. 1D5. I got a four. Oh, thank fucking Christ. Okay. That's a lot better than Bellum. It's a lot better than Bellum. 
Okay. Squash. You find your physical body transported to the celestial plane, to the place of light. You hear beautiful music. You hear the sounds of laughter. You feel comfortable. As you look down at yourself, what does the very, very idealized version of Squash in Squash's mind look like? His hands are no longer wrinkled by time and uh, they aren't all scarred. His stature is more straight than it tends to be. He tends to slump, he tends to hide himself. Um, his nose, which was masked up by an acid attack when he was younger, uh, is normal. His face isn't burnt. His body isn't crippled. He looks like a healthy... He looks like he would have looked as a kid without the abuse. That's what Squash okay. really wants. That's what Squash misses. As you arrive here, as you look down at yourself and you feel better about who you are, all the things you've ever been, the ideal, ideal version in Squash's mind of Squash, you find yourself walking forward through light mist. And as it clears, you see ahead of you a gate. Just a very simple wooden garden gate. On the other side of it, you see flowers and grass. You see a house up on stilts. This is a place you know well. You knew well, I should phrase. This is where you grew up. You see your mother and your father talking in the garden. You see loads of children wandering around. None of them have been hurt by the Werewolf Plague that plagued you as a child. Everything seems happy with this vision. But there is a very tall, very large Valkyrie standing at this gate. And she's looking down at you. And she's looking across to your parents and back to you. She puts her sword across the gate, barring your passage. She says, Are you staying here? Or are you waiting to return home? Where is here? What is this? I'm... I'm... Am I dead? The longer that you're staying here, the mist underneath your feet is slowly turning to grass. The darkness and the fog behind you is beginning to light up as if everything around you is turning into a physical representation of your childhood. She says, You're not dead, but you could be. You could find peace beyond this gate. You can find a family who cares. No pain, no torment, nothing. Chance to become something different, something better. Scourge the world when darkness comes. Or you can wait here, at this gate, for someone to rescue you. They won't have to pay a price. They won't have to pay at all. But if they come looking for you, and you're on that side of the gate, they pay it regardless. I... I, I can't leave now. I need to... Uh, need to help. 
finished making Monarch. I need to help them save everybody. I, I, I can't. Squash seems to be like kind of fighting with his own thoughts and his ideals. And imagine he looks up and says, like, I've fought through pain all my life. I can't let it go now just because because you're promising things. Tomorrow's gonna suck, and the day after that is gonna suck. They're all gonna suck. No matter which side of the fence I'm on. She knows. You can't promise me painlessness. You can't promise me niceties. Squash seems to be getting irate. You can't promise me any of this. I can. Not until my mind goes blank and my body goes limp will I ever know peace from all suffering. And that's not what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fight it every day. When you say this final utterance of yours, your parents have walked over to the gate. And they smile at you. And your father says, Go be an adventurer. And your mother says, And we'll always be here for you when you're done. She gives you a smile. Just come back safe. Come back happy. And you are frozen in time until someone comes to rescue. If someone comes to rescue Squash. If. Hey everyone, uh, thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, it's been quite a journey to get here and uh, I want to thank you all for listening so far. Um, we have a new patron which we want to thank, uh, Veritas AQ. Thank you so much for your support. I hope you're enjoying the journey. I understand you're not here yet, but when you get here, I thank you. Truly, thank you. Also, there's a casting call for uh, uh, Ogrim's backstory right now. So, um, yeah, if, if you have a mic worth a damn, go ahead and like send in your 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 takes. Uh, yeah, and uh, who knows? You you might be featured on an episode in the future. So uh, do that, do that. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything else to do but to wait because they're gonna come get me, right? Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Taking Initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.